Hello again, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Happy Friday. If you're listening to this on a day that is not Friday, happy whatever day that is. Um, ahead on the program today, the new Snowden. Uh, we have another Snowden on our hands. Uh, in in some cases, this may be as bad or worse, just depending on the way you look at it. Uh, and then a epic takedown of social justice warriors, uh, a famous musician, I'll just call him a musician, uh, he issued a non-apology for the ages, and I'd like to go through that, uh, and then later, six figures, are uh, it just isn't what it used to be, uh, and then after that, uh, a little venting about a new EA Sports, or not EA Sports, but EA Electronic Arts video game uh, that is just infused with social justice warrior nonsense. Uh, and then uh, I'll see what I have time for. But uh, jumping in to the new Snowden. So I, I can't say that I'm surprised. You may have heard that there's a, uh, a Air Force former Air Force counterintelligence officer. I uh, believe she got out in 2008 and then she worked and did the old DOD, uh, Department of Defense, uh, contractor thing, which is what I've done for a long time. Um, well, not a long time, but I've done since getting out of the Army as well. Many many do, depending on where they hop out at. If you hop out in, in the D.C. area, it's almost a guarantee that you will do the uh, the, the DOD contractor thing for a while, especially if you're in these niche, uh, you know, job fields such as counterintelligence. Uh, that's not exactly something you can go do at, uh, you know, Quicken or or Amazon or Target. You know, you, you even you know even at the higher levels, they don't need counterintelligence officers. Okay, so that's that's it's very specific to the military or government at the very least. Um, so in this case, this gal, uh, she got out of the uh, the Air Force and did some CI work. Um, trying to see if I, I wrote her name down. Probably not even worth giving this this bitch part of my French, but she's a traitor. I'm sorry. It's it's really not that that big of a deal to call a traitor such a word. I am being generous. Um, but she she you know went to Iran. She basically said, hey, Iran, uh, here is my old employer. Here are my other, my old, uh, programs. I want to work for the good guys now. And, you know, she's referring to the good guys, obviously, as being Iran, our enemies. And, uh, she ratted out her former colleagues, her former organizations. And, uh, you know, it's just really bad. So, from what I understand, she has not been caught. She's still in Iran uh, being protected. But I want to bring this back to a more broad issue that I see just from my observations uh, being around the United States Armed Forces so often and being, you know, having been in and on the outside still around them. Uh, you know, I'm shocked this doesn't happen more often. Uh, and it's not to say that this isn't a wild or unusual case, but. You know, the vast majority of officers in our military are honorable, courageous, and dedicated professionals. Uh, you know, they're loyal to our nation, our troops, and the mission. 
I'm just putting that out there. I, I don't want this to be construed in a particular way. But I will say there are a large number of military officers who openly criticize America, our president, and, you know, much more, um, particularly in the year 2018, 19, you know, it's probably even 16, 17, I, you know, at post-Trump. That's all I'm getting at. Uh, many of them are college educated, so there's you know the indoctrination factor there. Uh, most of the colleges are pushing a very anti-American uh, propaganda uh, message throughout their uh, you know their programs. Uh, it's not it'd be difficult not to be affected by it in some way. These are heavily heavily anti-America institutions in many ways, uh, especially in some departments. Um, you know, many officers come from less rural areas, so they're naturally inclined to be a little more liberal or progressive, which doesn't mean you're anti-American, but that does live or reside on that side um, of the fence, you know. So uh, you may remember a year back there was a cadet who took a, a little sneaky picture with the words communism will win on the inside of his cover or his hat. I'm telling you, there's a, a radical anti-American, um, there are radical uh, anti-American people in our armed forces, and most of them are in the officer ranks. Um, kind of like most of the people who hate America are on the left, that doesn't mean the left hates America, it means most of the people who hate America are on the left. Well, that's what I mean by officers. Uh, most of the, the anti-American um people in the armed forces are going to be officers it's just the vast majority of enlisted soldiers and and whatnot are uh fairly conservative or at least moderate they're not um they're, they're certainly proud of to be americans um you know, it's part of why they serve but um you know it's it's not just a democrats or republicans thing though it's you know it's who's disloyal to america and one of the biggest, you know, one of the biggest criticisms of conservatives is that, you know, we're too patriotic. We're too loyal to America. This problem is one that overwhelmingly resides on the left. It doesn't represent the entire left, as I said, but it, it is a problem that resides there. And it's worth noting that just two years after this traitor uh, de defected to Iran, our own government made a big deal with Iran uh, handing them, you know, basically the farm in exchange for nothing and putting them on a path to nuclear weapons um, once the uh, the uh, deal um, sunsetted. Um, so, anyways, if you turn on the news, you don't need to tune in for very long to find or hear pundits openly criticizing U.S. foreign policy. In the past two years, nearly every single... Trump foreign policy move has been met with criticism. Many of these people have zero loyalty to America. This woman just happened to be radicalized and converted entirely rather than being a disloyal, America-hating disgrace hiding in the ranks of our esteemed and honorable armed forces. What about the ones who haven't defected? I'm telling you they exist. They may have, you know, no interest in converting to Islam and flying to Iran and giving up secrets, but they also don't share the same loyalty to America and our way of life that many do. 
that most do. There are large segments of our population who actively cheer for our economic, cultural, and traditional pillars of success to be ripped down. They aren't even quiet about it. It should be no shock that some of these folks happen to join the military. <coughs> You're going <clears> to <throat> have to pardon my uh, coughing. I, as I mentioned in the last episode, I am still getting over a uh, pretty vicious cold. Uh, so next up, Dead Mouse, the uh, electronic uh, artist, the EDM artist, I should say. Uh, I'm not sure where he's from. Maybe Canada? I don't know. Wherever the hell Dead Mouse is from. Dead Mouse is the one that wears the mouse hat with like the glowing light-up stuff. You, you may have seen him or heard his stuff. But he apparently does a little uh, you know, streaming on, I don't know if it's YouTube. I think it was Twitch. Yeah, Twitch. So there's a piece over at uh, Daily Caller by Celine Ryan. Uh, and... Apparently he was on Twitch, Dead Mouse, uh, and he was suspended. His account was uh, for violating their, you know, policies or let's see, it says hateful conduct. Isn't that just uh, about par for the course when it comes to social media these days? Everything is hateful conduct. Um, so someone on Reddit saw that his channel got banned, and then uh, you know that that spurred a response from dead mouse well you know his response dead mouse here's his quote this is just epic you know you already know what is going to happen uh after he says uh hateful things and is forced to apologize the social justice warrior mob is going to just uh well to to quote democrats they'll pounce they will pounce on um on that in a heartbeat so what did real quick what did dead mouse say well he he called another player a it's a four-letter word that starts with a c and rhymes with doc uh sucking stream sniper and then a f word uh pejorative towards uh homosexuals so uh a c sucking stream sniper f something um okay but i can already tell you it's in the middle of playing a game in a heated moment i don't really care if someone says that and they don't need to go on some apology tour about it they don't need to do the obama apology tour just because they said something offensive in the heat of the moment while playing a game i don't care i don't care um and apparently neither does dead mouse so here is his response uh, I will try to filter and censor it uh, to at least be safe for work. Um, he said, the internet is basically full of poop uh, for the most part. While it was intended to insult an effing A-hat who was being an effing A-hat, it wasn't directed at an entire group of people who have a sexual orientation that differs from my own. F off with that poop. I know who I am, and I don't have to effing sit here and cry and defend my effing self with the obligatory, I'm not that person, I'm sorry reflex. He, he continued. If I'm sorry for anything, 
I'm sorry that we live in a world where bottom-feeding pieces of poop can sit there, start staring at a monitor, watching me play video games, and just waiting for someone to get all tilted so he can get a few effing clicks. That's what I'm sorry for. And then he concluded by asserting that sane people understood that his statement was, quote, uh, quote unquote, in the heat of the moment. And he continued, and people that think otherwise, I'm better off not even effing knowing, and they can just keep the F clear of me. I mean, what a takedown of social justice warriors that is. That is just, uh, well, I mean, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That is, uh, that is marvelous. Uh, I'm not a big fan of vulgarness, but when it comes to that, when it comes to defending yourself from these false accusations of you're just a homophobe, get out of here. You don't know me. I'm, I'm just talking. I'm going to talk. I live in America. I have free speech. You can go fly a kite. I'm not backing down to you. Don't even try me. And if you do, I'm going to give you the dead mouse response. You're better, you're better, I'm better off not even effing knowing you. And they can just keep the F clear of me. Okay, that's, that's how I feel about it. Was it over the top? Was it a bit harsh? Sure. But you can't go in soft against these whiny social justice grievance hustlers. They're out for blood. They want your career ruined. They want you to fall off the face of the planet, whether you're a celebrity or just a you know, janitor at a local high school. Uh, they they want blood. They want to leech off off of you, and they want to use you as an example. Dead Mouse was having none of it, and to quote my favorite Michigan Wolverines uh, football team's linebacker, after a game, he said, "I'd like to take this moment to apologize for absolutely nothing." That was on Twitter all in caps that for absolutely nothing. It was quite epic. This was said in response to actions on the football field against a bitter rival uh, who took offense to the aggressive words in a post-game interview after uh, winning the game. So he did a little rub it in their face after winning the game. But they're bitter rivals, and they, they've always talked back and forth. So that's fine. Whatever. He didn't apologize, and uh, neither should you. If you ever find yourself in the crosshairs of a social justice warrior, defuse the situation by standing firm. Do not buckle under the pressure. Stay in the pocket. Push back. Don't let them take you down. All right, six figures is not what it used to be. So over at a uh, chart on theladder.com, it evaluated the after tax take-home pay for a $100,000 a year salary in the 25 largest U.S. cities, uh, which Smart Assist calculated for Business Insider using its latest paycheck calculator. Uh, a sing- it was all used with a single filer with no pre- or post-tax deductions who must pay federal income taxes as well as Medicare, Social Security, and state income taxes where applicable. Uh, I couldn't help but notice the cities and states leading the list. Austin, Dallas, El Paso, Fort Worth, 
Houston. Yes, the the top five are all from Texas. Well, actually, there's the top ten because they're all tied for first. Uh, the top ten cities all had a net take home of seventy six thousand uh, and ninety six dollars. Uh, joining the top ten, Jacksonville, Florida, and Memphis and Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, as well. Um, so Texas, Florida, and Tennessee are the big winners. And who are the big losers? Well, you already know. I mean, you know who the big losers are when it comes to taxes. New York City. All right. You get, remember, you had 76000 down there in Texas, Florida, and, and Tennessee. In New York City, you only get to see $66,888 of that. Next to last, all from California. San Francisco or San Jose, San Francisco, San Diego, Los Angeles. So all the Sands and then Los Angeles. Uh, so not only do you, do you get to keep less of your money in these places, your money is also worth way less due to the crazy high cost of living. I mean, would you rather have a hundred thousand in Austin or New York City? You know, we're talking seventy-six thousand in Austin or sixty-six thousand in New York City. I mean, how far will 66000 get you in New York City? Can you even afford an, an apartment with that money? 76000 in Austin is enough to buy a nice house and start a family. So uh, just another example of how taxes screw things up. They cause inflation in areas, you know, cost of living skyrockets, and, you know, you don't get to see as much of your money. So you're better off going to Texas, Florida, or Tennessee, uh, and this evidence just goes to prove it. Uh, so next thing I want to vent a little bit about, without going too hard on it, because I want it's it's an, whenever it comes to art, I want to let you know artists have freedom to do what they want. I'm not trying to bully them into changing the game. Don't get me wrong on this, but EA has a new game called Apex Legends. And it's similar in ways to the the Fortnite uh, game in that you drop in from the sky uh, from, you know, a helicopter or whatever. And then uh, you try to survive as gradually a circle shrinks and shrinks until, you know, there's only one person left. Um, So in this game, I have no no gripes about the game itself. It's actually kind of fun. But... EA just cannot help themselves with this PC social justice warrior uh, BS. Uh, apparently, they didn't learn their lesson from the failure of Battlefield 5, a game that had a senior executive, uh, for lack of a proper title, I don't know who he, I forget who it was, but uh, one of the top people in charge of that game told people if they don't agree with the, the, the social justice warrior stuff, then they just shouldn't buy the game. Well, turns out the game bombed um so there is uh you know a nice lesson learned that they don't um they aren't even heeding you know any of the the experience gained from it um so of the initial characters available in the game there's only i think eight or nine maybe yeah somewhere around there there are three or four female characters there are three male three male characters one is non-binary and then one is a robot okay so and then the only soldier uh is a minority female of course but i mean 
their classes. Each each character has a type of class, like a, a, a scout or a soldier or whatever. So I'm saying the, the only soldier is some diversity female. Like, I, look, I've, I've, I've been in the army. I'm, you know, I know what it's like at the tip of the spear, okay? There are zero, zero females at the tip of the spear. I'm talking army rangers. I'm talking all of them. They don't exist. So that it's like, I get this as a fictional game, but it's just trying to push a social justice message that is nonsense. I mean, I'm fine with adding, um, you want to add some diversity or diversity to your game? Fine. But the fact that you add all of this, well, this one's non-binary, this one's LGBT, this one is a female, this one's a minority, this one's, like, you're just going over the top with the agenda. You know, you're, you're, you have the subtleness of a sledgehammer, um, so, on that note, EA even confirmed that two of the characters are, in fact, LGBTQ. Uh, you know, the backstories of them, I guess. I don't know why it matters. Um, I'm struggling to understand why. Um, I mean, it's a game about guns, blowing things up, killing people, trying to survive, and uh, launching kinetic bombardments on opposing forces. So, uh, not sure what the hell social justice stuff has to do with that, but... Um, Respawn, the game's makers, uh, their community manager, Jay Frichette, uh, in an interview with Rock Paper Shotgun, uh, elaborated on it. He said, our studio is comprised of a diverse group of people. The player base of Battle Royale is comprised of a diverse group. Having a, di- a diverse cast is super important. You want everybody to have someone they can connect to. Okay, well... At least we know this was a conscious decision by these social justice warrior folks. Uh, I mean, if they're trying to reflect the uh, the demographics of war, they have missed the mark by about ten light years. I'm I'm serious. Like they're not even in the ballpark. They're so far away. The representation is like. 15% across the entire armed forces for uh, the ladies, right? It, it it goes up when it comes to the uh, Air Force and the Navy, but obviously the Marines are a lot lower and the Army is, is also pretty low. Um, but, you know, we're talking well less than 15%. And you've got this entire character cast in this game who are female, like half of them are female, or non-binary, or LGBT, or some shit, my apologies for the language, I, I just can't, uh, I can't put my hands around it, um, what they're trying to do, like, I, 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 I'm pretty sure they're just trying to move the Overton window, and try and make this what the future of video games are, but this is my problem with movies and TV and all of these um, entertainment avenues when it comes to social justice is that they go over the top. They go to a wild degree as if to make up for lost time. So rather than just, um, you know, adding, you know, having having the minorities be representative of, you know, the, the broad population as a whole it's 90% minority and LGBT and, you know, 
intersectional, you know, victim classes. You know, it's they couldn't possibly just make it, you know, true to life. It's got to be some, you know, exaggeration of what reality is. That's more in what their their mind is, their fantasy. Or maybe in it's true in that studio. That's what it looks like. Except that studio is not reflective of the nation as a whole. That studio is reflective of San Francisco. Like, I think they fail to see that. That saying, well, we need to, we have a diverse studio, so we need to have, we need that to be reflected in our game. No, you don't. You don't have to do anything. You could just have it be reflective of, uh, you know, the broad society that you live in as a whole, not just your little tiny, you know, granular level um, experience. Because I'm telling you, the experience, if you just get away from the city, even 10 minutes, you do not have that same diversity that you think is so prevalent. I'm not saying we shouldn't be diverse or we can't be diverse. I'm saying the reality is that we're not as diverse as you think we are. I I see it all the time in in Washington, D.C. You know, it's a very, very diverse area. Yes, it is. And go 30 minutes, well, it's hard to say 30 minutes in D.C. because of the traffic, but I'm saying go go 30 miles out of the city and tell me it's as diverse as you, you know, as you think it is. It's not as diverse as you think it is. It's very concentrated. It's diverse in those areas, yes. And we should, yes, account for those people. And we should find ways to incorporate them into our arts. But we're doing that. It's been done. It's being done. You're trying to fix a problem that isn't even a problem. It doesn't exist. People aren't discriminating against these people. Not in ways, not in the arts, certainly not in meat in in, you know, entertainment uh, and you know, movies and and television shows and whatnot. I mean, I can't turn on a modern Netflix show that doesn't have at least one gay character come up in the show in the first 10 minutes of the show. Maybe it's just because there's so many so many gay people in uh, Hollywood, but my point is you aren't discriminated against. You're you're practically in the majority in these worlds. You there people are tripping over themselves to try and implement you um, you know or add you to the uh, the storyline. Um, you know Anyways, it's it's a joke. Um, but this blunt force application of this ideolo- uh, ideological-based uh, motivation for this game uh, is kind of irritating. And it's really the, uh, the sanctimony that bothers me. It's not the addition of minority characters. It's the sanctimony and the, uh, you know, the, well, you, you should just get with the times type stuff. No, screw off. People are people. You're the one obsessed with color. Um... On that note, uh, Cuomo begs Trump for help. So you may have heard, but there is, if not, there is a deficit up in New York because uh, a tax uh, deduction is no longer valid or no longer um, applicable at the for federal taxes. The SALT uh, tax, I believe, or SALT, um, I'm not sure what the acronym is, uh, stands for, but Anyways, Cuomo was speaking. He said, "Salt was an economic civil war," referring to Trump's uh, Trump's tax plan by employing uh, hyperbole. 
He says, it literally restructured the economy. And Cuomo claimed that it was an intentional attack on Democratic states made to the benefit uh, of Republican states. So you hear that? It's an economic civil war. And it literally restructured the economy. I'm glad he's uh, getting the, the millennial lingo down, Pat. Uh, while while I, I literally don't give a poop. I literally do not. And, uh, you know, did jacking up taxes in a state not also restructure its economy? By the way, the guy is sour because his ideas have failed. Perhaps he should pay more attention to history and economics. This is how high taxes and high spending policies always go. You run people out of town or you run people out of state or country, etc. Maryland took a net loss in tax revenues after implementing their uh, millionaire's tax several years back. And it backfired so badly that one of the most liberal states in America has had a Republican governor for the past five years now. The rain tax over there didn't help either, if you ever heard of that one. That was pretty ridiculous. You should look it up. Uh, Back to Cuomo's comments, though. He called it an economic civil war. Well, if we're living in an era in which Democrats are pushing ideas like the Green New Deal, then I suppose we are in an economic and political civil war. I can't say he's wrong there. Uh, Thankfully, it's not a bloody war, but there is real war taking place in the economic, philosophical, cultural, and political sense. That's why it feels so divided right now. We're at a crossroads where participants in the tug-of-war match are pulling as hard as they can in both directions. The top 1% in New York's wage earners supply 46% of the income tax revenue. So, Cuomo, hey little tip for you you target them they will seek out tax havens elsewhere how is this not an economic civil war on the wealthy in new york and to create such a horrible incentive for you know wealth generation when it pushes out the successful the job providers the investments the capital generators how is it not economic warfare on your own residents who will be left to pay the bills and suffer the consequences of Cuomo's short-sightedness. So Cuomo continued. He said, talking to Trump, uh, you're hurting the economic engines of the nation. (coughs) It sounds like uh, high taxes are causing these people to leave your state, Cuomo, causing the, uh, the deficit for you. Surely... You can't claim that you played no role in such high taxes, Governor Cuomo. You you ran it. You ran on this. This was this was the foundation of your platform. Maybe you should just look inward and reevaluate your ideological and political leanings and look at the reasons for your failures. I'm not asking Cuomo to scra- uh, snap his fingers and turn into Milton Friedman, but. You know, maybe he could just be a little less radical for a change. Uh, That would be helpful. I think that would be helpful for a lot of modern Democrats who are basically socialists and or communists at this point. Uh, So on that note, that wraps up the program today. Thank you for tuning in. As always, uh, please subscribe uh, and enjoy your freedom. Uh, Check check me out in your uh, podcast app if you have an uh, iPhone. Go ahead and subscribe on that that bad boy, and you.
you will see me when I get back. I'm going to be gone over the weekend. Wife is taking me to Disney World. Uh, we'll see if I can avoid any politics down there. Uh, I've heard they do LGBT parades there now, uh, which is kind of wild at, you know, uh, Magic Kingdom, which is, you know, aimed at zero to ten year olds. So that's kind of odd. But uh, anyways, I'm going to just try and enjoy it and you have a great weekend.